Growing Up Baby with Haley Zimak. I've missed it. The sound of a plane taking off, bound for adventure and new experiences. My partner Ben and I took our baby boy to visit his British family for the first time in April. The flight was delayed, but that gave us a chance to chat with fellow travelers with babies or young children. What advice do you have for new moms when they are traveling for the first time with their young babies? Just spend a ton at the dollar store and wrap every single thing because every second counts when they unwrap it all. It kept them busy. I didn't do that. I think we worry more than we need to. I think it's just fine and it works out fine every single time. A friend of mine said there are more good people, like reasonable people, than non-reasonable people when you're on a plane with a baby. Do you agree with that? I think so. You know what? The last time we flew, my little guy, he's three now, he was one when we went last and we packed like Tylenol and earbuds for everyone out of concern and everyone was so understanding. Hi, I'm Danielle. My advice would be with a baby to feed when taking off and landing. It would just help with them from crying. As they're swallowing, it will help with their ears from popping. Okay, and is this your mom here? Okay, do you have any advice? Yeah, I go along to as her mom to help her with uh, the two kids. And yeah, to keeping them busy and uh, playing games and stuff with them. Okay, so a second pair of pants. Yes, yeah, second pair, definitely. Key. Perfect. Are you going to get any uh, sleep on this flight, do you think? No, okay. I wish. No. <laughs> Nearly six hours after leaving home, we were boarded, settled, and hearing baby-specific safety instructions for the first time. Finally, it was time to fly. Ben, how are you feeling about flying with our six-month-old? <laughs> Hoping for the best. He's been okay so far. Before our trip, I connected with Yashi Murphy, a digital creator and travel writer based in Toronto. You can find her travel tips and family adventures on parentingtogo.ca. London, England was our first trip as well. And I think, you know what, not that I think, I know I was really also anxious and trying to ensure we had all the stuff with us for that first trip. And I think that's normal. That's just part of the process of traveling, uh, especially with a newborn. The newborn stages are so easy, I find. Now you're entering kind of that moving phase. So there's a little extra tips to keep in mind. But the main thing is to ensure that you're calm, because I feel like kids, especially at that age, just totally feed off of our energy. And uh, I was using a baby carrier for as long as I can on board, because obviously kids under two years of age are allowed to occupy the same seat as you. Mm-hmm. Now, not all parents do that. Trust me, I've been there. So the baby carrier is highly recommended. Uh, just ensure that it's something that your child is comfortable in because we wore the baby carrier at the two month stage and then flew out pretty much immediately after because until they were two months, they recommend that kids not be in a carrier. So we had a pretty, we had a week of adjustment and then we flew out. As she got more comfortable in that, it was easier. The other thing was you can book a bassinet. So for us, like for in the England trip, I did book the bassinet. At the time, it was $50. It wasn't a significant investment for that. So the stage you're in right now is the stage when we started doing more North American trips. And it was because we wanted some shorter gaps. So we timed the flights in between nap times just so that they'd be awake and we wouldn't have to worry about you know, falling kids and like trying to hold them in your arms, things like that. 
So they've also started eating at this stage. So for you, I think the most important thing is to really ensure that you're traveling with all the stuff that you need. Don't rely on the airport to buy snacks or to get the milk or whatever it is, just carry it with you. But under four years of age, uh, you can travel with as much liquids as you need for your child. I was breastfeeding and I still pumped and took bottles with me. Because one of the things that happens, I mean, it happens to adults as well, is when you're during takeoff and landing, your ears get blocked. But even though I was breastfeeding, most of the airlines wouldn't let me breastfeed during takeoff and landing because that was their policy. The child had to be, you know, seated on your lap, upright and all of those rules. So because I had the baby carrier, I had the child facing outward and then I was using the pumped bottle of milk that I was carrying with me in a little cooler bag to feed during the takeoff and landing to help with the ear issues. If you didn't want to use milk during that time, um, you could, you know, use all those baby little, you know, it's Cheerios or something to get them chewing because they will start crying, obviously, at that stage if their ears get blocked. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, it even causes me pain and discomfort still. Okay. That's really interesting. You mentioned that because as awkward as I felt it would be, I was planning to breastfeed. So I was not planning to bring a bottle. So that is a, okay. That is a great tip. What about, I've heard of, um, like baby kind of headphones or something to help as well. Did you, did you use anything like that? No, not for that portion of the flight. We obviously moved to headphones once they were watching iPads and things like that. We have the baby bands noise cancelling headsets of sort it was just a earmuff that would protect the ears when there were noises and we got those mainly because we live in a condo and we always get would have the fire alarm or drilling noises but we never ended up using it it was one of those items that seemed cool to have but we never needed okay yeah and i don't think it would work for air pressure to be honest now I get kind of flustered. I get a bit awkward when things don't go as planned. An airplane is a very, very small space. What in the world am I supposed to do if he just fusses and won't settle down? And side note to that, those uh, airplane bathrooms are tiny. Like, do you recall struggling when you were trying to change your daughter or just getting up to to shush her and walk walk her up and down the aisle or anything like that? Yes. Okay. So yes, this, we've been in that situation but so have so many other parents. And I think the biggest help to us was when we realized that there were as many nice people as there are cranky people in the world. So the nice people on board would be like, oh, it's okay. Especially if they see us at luggage claim and be like, oh, I remember that stage, you know, glad you survived the trip and give us that reassuring, I don't know, feedback to say, you know, you're not alone. So that's something to keep in mind because you mentioned that you get a little anxious is like try to remain as calm as possible. There's nothing else you can do other than focus your attention on your baby and help them to calm down because that's all that's going to work. So in regards to the airplane bathrooms, yes. And most of the ones we were on had change tables that would flip over the toilet seat. And then it gets, it's tight, it's cramped. But hey, we live in a condo. We, I'm used to small spaces. So uh, I remember the first diaper change. I was like, I don't think I can do this. Like I needed my husband to be there to help me with it as well. So pretty sure we left the door open and tried to change it and just really hope that it wasn't stinky. And, And I don't remember it being there being any issues or concerns with it, well, you get used to it once you do a couple of diaper changes. We were bad parents. We only changed it when we really had to. We, we didn't change it for, you know, every pee diaper or things like that. 
No, that's fair. Well, I mean, it's, it's such a hassle, right? I like how you mentioned that there's just as many good people as cranky people, because I'm not going to lie. Like I was one of those people in my early years when I would see a baby get on the plane, I'd be like, Oh no, please don't sit next to me. But in my experience with flying next to babies, it it was usually okay. Like they were much better behaved. They slept most of the time. I've also seen people create little care packages, some treats, some candy, some chocolate, whatever, and hand it out to the people around you. What do you think about that? So I had heard that and I thought it was a brilliant idea. What I packed was actually earbuds. And I traveled with them. I bought these like high quality kind of semi reusable earbuds, but we never gave it out. I have had two kids and we've gone on dozens of flights with newborns. We never handed it out ever. Okay. Great idea though. So that was going to be your peace offering. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I think there was one time when we offered to buy a gentleman a drink and he refused. And it was mainly because we, we were separated. We were basically in four different seats across. And then this one gentleman was the only one who agreed to switch. And we had toddlers at the time. So he switched with us. But I don't recall ever handing them out. I'm pretty sure it's still in some cupboard in the house right now, those earbuds. So Okay, well, now I'll, I'll take them off your hands, okay? Just... Uh... Yeah, <laughs> no. hey, listen, luggage space is precious. So if you want to pack some care packages, go for it. But you're probably your diaper bags and be filled with all the other stuff you're going to need. So yeah. So Yashi, can we talk about that a little bit? Because I have not done, I mean, we're coming out of COVID. It's been winter. I, and even when I take them to like the early on center, oh my gosh, like I have a full backpack full. So if you had to say, what are my absolute travel essentials that I'm going to need easily accessible when we travel with him? Okay, so I remember the big item for me was actually a blanket. And the reason I put a blanket in my diaper bag was for two reasons. One, obviously, if they get cold, it's easy to kind of drape over the uh, baby carrier. But the other thing was, if we had booked um, a seat with a bit of extra leg room, so I'm not saying the bulkhead seats on the side, because you wouldn't be allowed to do that. But if there's enough distance between the seat in front of you, I used to kind of crisscross my legs on the seat, leaving the bottom of my seat open, which meant that I was able to put the blanket and let my child just like crawl or sit there and play with the toy. And then that way it was just something a different angle for them. What else did you, did you find you kind of had to have or Um, didn't have, and you wish you had have taken with you? Towards the end of this, I had perfected our diaper bag. So we took pacifiers. And again, it was for those times when, you know, my kids didn't, both of them didn't love the pacifier, but they'd take it occasionally. And so I had one with us, which I definitely remember using on board, especially if their ears were blocked. That was another way to uh, calm them down. Formula, whether it's your breast milk, I found it so much easier to have a pump, like some additional source in addition to me breastfeeding. Again, I, ensured that I did my best to train the kids to accept a bottle and the boob. So not everyone has uh, those options, but if it's possible, I'd I'd take it with you. And uh, I used to travel with about 15 ounces at the time. I remember when like during those newborn stages, because they weren't drinking as much. And what I used to do is carry it in a cooler bag, as I mentioned, with an ice pack. And then when I got on board, I was pretty nice to the flight attendants and would ask for ice if they'd give me to kind of keep it cold and steady for the long haul flights. 
I just ensure that when you're reaching out to the flight attendants, reach out early, be kind to them, and then just just say, hey, whenever you have a time, can I get these items, whatever it is that you need. Definitely do not rely on them for water. If you need water for your child, please bring it with you. Especially like don't rely on hot water because there are numerous stories about sanitation and all of that stuff. So with the newborn, I'd carry your own water source. Okay. All right. Good to know. And then for kind of, I'm just in the stage where we're introducing solids. So I don't really even know a lot about easy snacks, but we've been using the, the mum mums, I think they're called like those wafer cookies. So I'm also trying to think of things that won't cause, you know, absolute devastation, like pureed carrot and avocado and things (laughs) like that. So, okay. So it's interesting that you mentioned. So the pureed angle, what I did was I used those ready-made pouches that you can buy at the grocery store and they are travel friendly. They are light, they're compact. And once we moved into that food stage, I use those for the trips rather than making my own or doing anything. These pouches have little twists. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. We used to also take granola bars and things like that that were made with simple ingredients or those fruit strips, you know, the dried fruit leather, as they call them. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Cheerios, goldfish, uh, raisins was a big one with my kids. So we all made like a granola mix with raisins and Cheerios. We used to take the stroller, but without the stroller base, we would click our car seat into the stroller and bring it up to the gate. And then um, at the gate check-in, I'd, you know, just ask, is there an empty seat next to me or something like that? So even though I didn't pay for an extra seat on numerous, not numerous, a handful of occasions, I was able to actually just bring the car seat on board because it was approved, um, Canadian approved car seat. And put that in the empty seat next to me. I lucked out because there was an empty seat next to us. That's brilliant. And then baby is like sitting there contained, far more comfortable for both of you than in your arms. Exactly. I'm going to try this. (laughs) (laughs) Now, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if they still do it or if they've changed policies. I know nothing about it, but I did it. The other thing I want to mention to you is I know as you're packing things, it's kind of easy to overdo it on the toys just pack three toys maybe like one new one and two of his favorite ones obviously non-noise making ones just to entertain so that every couple hours you could pull something new out Mm, okay. Non-noise making. I'm so glad you said that because my mind went to like oh the bear that sings the song oh the <laughs> rattle <laughs> Because that's what everyone wants to hear at two in the morning. Okay. Exactly. Making toys. Amazing. And then obviously just like your wipes, your cloths, your diapers, everything else like that. For you, because you may end up with throw up on your shirt. And that's the last thing you want to wear for a long haul flight. So throw in an extra pair of something for yourself. Oh my gosh. Something for myself. Is that even a thing anymore? Or (laughs) you better make it. Don't lose sight of that. Is there anything else, Yashi, that you can think um, that is important for for people to know when when preparing for a long haul flight or travel of any kind, really? I mean, I'll, I'll take it all. No, I think the biggest tip is really to just have a good attitude, roll with the punches, because if something goes wrong, it's going to go wrong. You know, there will be flight delays that you may have to get rerouted, whatever it is, like all that stuff beyond, you know, your control, just take it in stride and have a good attitude and don't get stressed out if you can. I know it's easier said than done. 
those t- small toilet lavatories in on board, they actually soundproof. So if you're desperate, you could go in there <laughs> and sit and try to calm your baby as well. Okay. I was going to say, you can scream and cry yourself and, and no one yeah. will be wiser. <laughs> Listen, there's wine on board for a reason. <laughs> Okay, some great insight and tips from Yashi. And Ben joins me now because we're going to add to that and share a little bit of our own experience. And I love how she mentioned the importance of bringing a blanket because I had a perfect travel size cozy blanket to bring. And didn't you, Ben, leave it on the couch? Yes, I did, unfortunately. But it was a very busy day. There was lots going on. And to be honest, I'm surprised that it was only a blanket that was forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, what you did remember, which was super important, was the car seat base. And I was convinced we were going to forget that because when you travel, uh, check your airline, of course, but with Air Canada, for instance, you are allowed to bring two out of the following three items. So a pack and play, a stroller, or a car seat with base. So I was convinced that we were going to leave the car seat base in the car but you brought it. So thank you. You're very welcome. But if you are traveling with those items, um, you will need some extra time at the airport because you will have to go up to the front desk and uh, speak to a um, airline representative. Those will have to be checked and given their special tags. So um, just account for that extra time. Yes. um, Although you are allowed to take them right up to the boarding gate. That's right. Yes. Um, And then as everyone probably knows, kids under two, they don't need their own seat. I've always heard they fly for free. That's not necessarily true. There is a charge. but Small charge. A small charge, charge. yes. But obviously it's not the same as uh, booking a full seat. Mm -hmm. The babies will get their own diaper bag as well, which is good if you you run out of room in your suitcase and you want to stick a couple of extra things in there. Mm -hmm. So as we were checking in, we had a lovely uh, representative and she gave us a good tip. And the flight wasn't very busy, so this might not work all the time but it really worked for us so she said choose the window and aisle seats so that if the flight is empty and no one sits in there then you will have that spare middle seat which should deter anyone from taking it whereas if it's left on the outside or if it's left on the window then someone might snap that seat at least that's where you you have the possibility of having three seats for the price of two. And I will say, if you can, choose seats that are cl- either closer to the front or rear of a section. Um, when I walked towards the back, when there was more space to walk around, I did have to squeeze past a few people as they were like sleeping into the aisle. Okay, and then when you're going through security, the stroller has to be completely empty. So just don't have any blankets or snacks or anything in there. Um, you have to carry the baby through as well. So don't keep them in the stroller. And then, yeah, you should be fine to get through with liquids, as Yashi mentioned, milk, formula, baby pouches, something like that. We didn't really have a ton of that, so that wasn't an issue for us. I do wish I would have brought milk, though, because breastfeeding on the plane was just as awkward as you'd expect it to be, at least for me it was. Um, But then boarding, so this was our first time playing with a baby, and you get kind of, I don't want to call it special treatment, um, but you're definitely not the last to board, which was cool. Yeah, you're close to the front. So there is like the priority boarding, uh, business class, first class. And then I believe straight immediately after that, you have the family boarding. So you are one of the first to go on the plane, which is give you, it gives you that extra time to get like situated and to, just to keep all of your luggage together in um, kind of in one place. Mm-hmm. And you can get the kids in and sat down and settled before um, everyone else starts coming on. And then when you're boarding at the gate, this is where you can ask if there is room on the flight 
to bring your car seat. So yeah, she recommended this. A friend did as well. And honestly, like this was this was game changing. Yeah, the car seat was very helpful. So we were able to bring the car seat onto the plane and he sat in there for a while. It was just um, handy when you wanted to be hands-free, you wanted to have something to eat, then you could sit him in there and give him a couple of snacks. It meant that you just didn't have to try and prop him up on the seat between you or try and hold him at the same time. If they give you that choice, then I recommend that for sure. Yeah, and another thing that we did on the way back, again, got really lucky. This uh, The seats weren't claimed, and nor was the bassinet, but the bassinet was amazing. Oh, so yeah. he slept about half of the flight on the way back. It does hold babies up to 25 pounds if they're not able to sit up on their own. Those are the two requirements, so up to 25 pounds, and they can't sit up on their own. Um, and then with that comes those super spacious seats with all the extra leg room. So there is an additional charge for that. We didn't have to pay it. Um, I assume only because it was halfway through the flight and they weren't claimed. But if you book it in advance, there is a charge. But that was totally invaluable, I would say. Oh, it really was. And then that's pretty much about it. Oh, the uh, the the bathrooms. Bathrooms, of course, on planes are super small, but some are bigger than others. What did you learn um, by not seeking out that larger bathroom, though? So the standard washrooms on a plane really are quite small. I wouldn't recommend taking a baby into there. To, um, to change their diapers. His head was in the sink. His uh, <laughs> The mess was going on the changing table. He was kicking everywhere. So use the bigger bathrooms. Two people would be preferred. And um, yeah, avoid the smaller ones for sure. Yeah, that was a bit of a nightmare. Okay, so that brings us to the time change. England is five hours ahead. So if you're going somewhere with that type of time difference, it's not so bad. We found anyway, it's coming back. Yeah. Because he's waking up at two in the morning thinking it's 7 a.m. And really, unless you have some great advice, Ben, to share, but I found that we just kind of had to let him ride it out and readjust. And get used to it. That's right. Yeah, try and delay those naps and those sleeps in the evening if it's all possible. But their babies, when they're tired, they're tired, you know. Good thing about Heathrow as well, they do have a family line when you go through customs. So that saved us, I'd say, a good hour walking past everyone else who was just lining up waiting to get through Mm -hmm. yeah that was amazing you'll definitely find some places are more family and breastfeeding friendly than others which is unfortunate but i guess it is what it is right now it's uh, 2022 and hopefully those things will just continue to increase but it really is true what people say yeah she said it i had a few other comments as well i posted this on facebook and there are more good people than cranky people so i know i personally was really anxious about flying what are people gonna say or think if he starts fussing but we really didn't have any issues right most people just wanted to make him giggle or to laugh and all in all it was a a great trip so we'll do it again in july can't wait for it actually yeah Silas has been here with us as uh, as we've been recording, but <laughs> doesn't have anything to say. But he's smiling. He's smiling, so I think he had a good time too. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please download, subscribe, follow, and share. Conversations may be edited for length and clarity. The information, opinions, and recommendations in this podcast are for general informational purposes only. The information is not intended to replace or serve as a substitute for professional advice, consultation, or service. Until next time.